Shelly Winters likes to eat, is a blonde bombshell, wins two Oscars, romances Hollywood's hottest men, and shares a mink coat with Marilyn Monroe. It's my introduction to our November star of the month, Shelly Winters. I'm Shannon. Thank you for listening to the Vanguard of Hollywood podcast. Shelley Winters was a character. The lovably eccentric and outspoken blonde actress, perhaps best remembered today for her later screen roles, interviews, and television appearances, lived her life to the fullest. Shelley started her career with a slew of sensual roles that capitalized on her blonde hair and curvaceous figure before transitioning to character actress roles. A true method actress, Shelley was never afraid to put aside glamour for a good role. Throughout her six-decade-long career, Shelley won two Oscars, divorced three husbands, was roommates with Marilyn Monroe, and romanced some of the most notable names in the movies. Shelley holds basically nothing back in the two volumes of memoirs she wrote, which are unquestionably the most extensive source material about her life. But it's worth noting as we begin our month with Shelley that she was a notorious embellisher. Tony Curtis, most certainly not a Shelley fan, began his 1993 autobiography with a blatant jab at Shelley's sometimes questionable recounting of events. Quote, I'm determined to make this book different. I'm not interested in the Shelley Winters approach. There's already enough bull around to provide fertilizer into the 21st century. I want to try not to bend everything in my life to suit my own purposes, even though we all do that." Unquote. Ouch. Tough criticism from Tony Curtis on the validity of Shelley's version of things. But Shelley herself ends her first book with the disclaimer that, quote, "...all the things I've written about are exactly as they happened. Some things are even exactly as I wish they hadn't happened. Perhaps a few things are exactly as I wished they'd happened." However, I will never know the difference, nor will you." Unquote. Well, apparently, Shelley, writing in 1980, hadn't reckoned on the internet, which makes fact-checking quite a bit easier for anyone who reads her book. And so, as I spotlight Shelley Winters this month, I want to convey the woman as she wished to be seen, while still respecting the facts that Shelley sometimes played a little fast and loose with. I've done my best to fact-check and aim to present Shelley's extraordinary life factually without losing, as Shelley's good friend Farley Granger put it, any of Shelley's pizzazz. So here we go, here are a few things about Shelley Winters you didn't know. Shelley Winters was born in St. Louis, Missouri on August 18, 1920. Shirley Shrift, Shelley's birth name, was nine years old when her father Jonas uprooted the Shrift family and took them to New York. Jonas, a firm believer in the American dream, planned to make his fortune in Brooklyn. Jonas opened a successful haberdashery, and it seemed his ambitions would be rewarded. That is, until one Christmas, rats gnawed through a stash of sulfur matches Jonas kept under the cash register, and a small fire started. According to Shelley, 
the store was then looted by the firemen who came to put out the fire. As Shelley relates in her autobiography, things only got worse for the Schriff family from there. Quote, In spite of the fact that my father had hidden $400 under the cash register, he was indicted for arson because of the $5,000 worth of insurance on the shop. He and my mother were convinced the charge was ridiculous. Why would an arsonist set such a small fire? All my father wanted was the $5,000 worth of stolen stock to be replaced. Unquote. But the court didn't see it that way. At trial, Jonas was found guilty and sentenced to 10 to 20 years in Sing Sing. Her father survived a near-fatal stabbing and was released from prison after serving one year, thanks to Shirley's determined mother, Rose, who successfully forced a new trial. At the second trial, Jonas was completely exonerated. But Shelley Winters viewed the fire and the ensuing consequences as the end of her childhood. She was only nine years old. Luckily, the movies proved a welcome, if temporary, escape for young Shirley. It was an early love that turned into a passion as teenage Shirley dreamed of a career in the entertainment business. My next Shelley Winters fact is that she didn't think she was pretty. Teenage Shirley Shrift wasn't satisfied with her appearance and wanted desperately to be thought of as beautiful. Quote, One day, I took a long, hard look at myself in the mirror and saw the big mole on the bridge of my nose, the thick blonde eyebrows, the kinky, dirty blonde hair, and a pair of overlapping eye teeth. Not wanting to bother my mother with these little problems, I managed to save up a few dollars. Unquote. With those dollars, Shirley got the mole removed, her eyebrows plucked, her hair straightened and curled, and, most shockingly, convinced an orthodontist to remove her right eye tooth because, as Shirley saw it, there wasn't any space for it. She couldn't afford the orthodontia work any other way. Here's where things get crazy. As Shelley says in her autobiography, quote, For the rest of the school year, I sat in class and did my own orthodontia work. With my thumb, I pushed my left eye tooth into a small space made larger by my fingers. Unquote. That's some dedication right there. It's heartbreaking how desperately Shirley Shrift wanted to be beautiful, but her dream did come true. As Shelley says in her autobiography, the butterfly had come out of the cocoon, and Shirley began winning local beauty contests, much to the amazement of her family, who didn't realize the transformation that had occurred right before their eyes. Shirley, where did you steal that? Was Father Jonas's surprised reaction when 14-year-old Shirley came home with her first of many beauty pageant cups. Another Shelley Winters fact is that she started her film career as a blonde bombshell. It's a little surprising given that most of us know Shelley best as a character actress, but Shelley Winters started her career as a blonde bombshell. For the better part of the 1950s, Shelley was the resident blonde bombshell at Universal International Pictures, now known as Universal Studios. For the length of Shelley's seven-year contract with the studio, she played an endless slew of sensual blondes, from femme fatales to gangster moles and curvaceous western heroines. So, for the first part of her career, Shelley Winters was viewed as one sexy lady. And that leads right into my next Shelley Winters fact. She was serious about acting. Shelley didn't rest upon her blonde bombshell image. Ultimately, she dreamed of being a serious actress of the stage and films. 
and even during the prime of her beauty, Shelley Winters worked to improve her craft. As Shelley shares in her autobiography, during her years at Universal, quote, By day, I was Universal's blonde bombshell, and by night, I was a serious, intelligent actress, studying Shakespeare, speech, and acting technique, unquote. Initially, Shelley studied with the revered actor Charles Lawton in Hollywood. Shelley discovered the actor's studio in New York early in her career and became a member in the mid-1950s, at one point serving on the studio's board of directors. Actor studio founder Lee Strasberg paid Shelley the ultimate compliment when he called her the actor of her generation who could, quote, articulate the use of my method most accurately, unquote. Strasberg even asked Shelley to teach classes at the studio. Here's another Shelley Winters fact that may be a little surprising, given that most of us are familiar with Shelley as a character actress in her later years. During her prime in Hollywood, Shelley Winters was popular with the boys. And she got around. Shelley enjoyed romances with many of the most desirable men of her generation. Here's a little bit about her most famous studs. Shelley and the bisexual Farley Granger almost got engaged during their brief romance, eventually becoming lifelong friends. But before breaking up with Farley, Shelley began a romance with Burt Lancaster, who found Shelley so irresistible he couldn't remain faithful to his wife. Errol Flynn was so into Shelley that after inviting her over to see the fancy bed he kept behind a glit sliding panel close to his bar, Flynn gifted Shelley his first edition copy of The Great Gatsby, which Shelley decided was too priceless to return. William Holden and Shelley didn't see each other throughout the year, but each Christmas Eve for the duration of her seven-year contract with Universal, minus the two years she was married to Vittorio Gassman, Bill and Shelley got together for a night of romance. Marlon Brando was a good friend and on-and-off-again lover through the years. It was Brando who was there for Shelley when she went into premature labor while her husband was overseas. Marlon chivalrously dropped everything on the set of his current film, The Wild One, and raced over to Shelley's place on his motorcycle to get her to the hospital on time. And Shelley and Sean Connery enjoyed a few romantic weekends before Connery became James Bond. Shelley was one of the first to ensure Connery that his debut Bond role in Dr. No was electric and star-making. My favorite Shelley Winters Paramore tale actually involves an actor Shelley admits to having never known in the biblical sense, Clark Gable. One night early in her career, Gable stopped by Shelley's apartment, which she shared with her parents and sister, to pick her up for a party. The reaction of her mother on seeing the magnetic Gable at the door is absolutely hilarious and completely unmotherly. I'll let Shelley take it from here. Quote, Gable put a pale green chiffon scarf around my shoulders and pinned a green orchid to my gold beaded bag. He said, good evening, to my stunned family as he showed me to the door. And I can't be sure, but I almost thought my mother breathed into my ear, don't be careful. Unquote. Again, not the most motherly of advice, but perhaps an understandable reaction to any woman taken by Gable's charms. My next Shelley fact, she was fun. Shelley Winters was an eccentric character, there's no doubt about it. And it was all part of her lovable charm. 
whether joking about how roaming cats are a part of all good Italian restaurants, referring to Howard Hughes as Hugh throughout their decades-long friendship because she misheard his name on introduction, or those yearly Christmas Eve jaunts with William Holden, Shelley Winters was fun. Good friend and one-time boyfriend Farley Granger remembers in his autobiography how Sam Goldwyn at MGM desperately wanted Farley to go out with a nice, quiet girl like Anne Blythe for publicity purposes. But Farley, who describes Blythe and the other Goldwyn-approved dating candidates as, quote, quiet and serious with no sense of humor, lovely and proper, and no fun, unquote, wanted to spend his time with a girl who was fun. And that, in a word, was Shelley Winters. As Farley describes Shelley, quote, I can't even remember when or where we first met, but as long as I'd known her, Shelley Winters was important to me. She always had a crack or a quip ready for the press. Her pizzazz was one of those things that made her so attractive, and she did have a sense of humor, and we did have fun. Unquote. Who wouldn't want to hang out with a person like that? Sounds like there was never a dull moment when spending time with Shelley. Another Shelley Winters fact, she was married four times. In addition to her romances with some of Hollywood's most desirable men, Shelley Winters married four times. Here's a little bit about each marriage, none of which could be considered dull. Shelley married Paul Mayer in 1942. Paul was an old friend of one of Shelley's St. Louis relatives, and the two met before the start of Shelley's Hollywood career, while she was an aspiring stage actress touring with Meet the People. Shelley and Paul hit it off right away and quickly married after Paul joined the Army Air Corps. Paul was overseas when Shelley, discovered by Harry Cohen, signed with Columbia Pictures and moved to Hollywood to become a star. Amidst all the temptations of Hollywood, Shelley remained faithful to Paul while he was serving abroad. But when Paul returned from the war, the two had grown apart. Paul wanted to move to Chicago and start a family, while Shelley was anxious to stay in Hollywood and pursue her career. The two amicably divorced in 1948, and Shelley reportedly always wore the ring from their marriage. Shelley's next husband was Vittorio Gassman. The esteemed Italian actor met Shelley while she was on a European tour with almost fiancé Farley Granger promoting a film. And it was love at first sight. The only problem with their rapid romance was that Vittorio was Catholic, Italian, and very much married. As anyone familiar with the romance of Sophia Loren and Carlo Ponti can tell you, Vittorio's religion and marital status in Italy made divorce near impossible. But Shelley and Vittorio persisted and ultimately wed in Juarez, Mexico on April 28, 1952. A beautiful daughter, Vittoria, was born on Valentine's Day in 1953, but Shelley and Vittorio bitterly divorced the following year. Turns out that while Shelley and Vittoria were in Hollywood, Vittorio was in Italy having an affair with his 16-year-old co-star in his acclaimed stage production of Hamlet. Shelley was so not okay, or quiet, about it all, and the two made international headlines with their tempestuous spats as they filmed Mambo together in Italy, right after Shelley discovered her husband's infidelity. Now doesn't that sound fun? Shelley married third husband, Anthony Franciosa, in 1957. Eight years her junior, 
Shelley and Tony were both members of the Actors Studio and co-starred together on Broadway in the critically acclaimed A Hatful of Rain from 1955 to 1956. Shelley describes the physical attraction between her and Tony at the start of their relationship as quote-unquote almost comical. Even at the writing of her 1989 memoir, Shelley still didn't completely understand her marriage and attraction to Tony. Quote, Despite many years of self-examination, I have never been able to understand my affair with and subsequent marriage to Tony. It was kind of an obsessive compulsion. I don't know how he was in other relationships in his life, but for us, it was fun and fights and grand passion and low comedy. We did some of the finest acting we ever did in our lives together." Unquote. Tony, famous for his quick temper, was booked and narrowly escaped a prison sentence after getting into a fist fight with a photographer who wouldn't leave him and Shelley alone at an estate auction. Throughout the marriage, Shelley worked to keep Tony's temper and emotions on an even keel. But Tony's infidelities seemed to grow with his Hollywood stardom, and the two divorced in 1960 after Shelley discovered his affair with Judy Balaban, the wealthy daughter of Paramount Studios president Barney Balaban and famously one of Grace Kelly's bridesmaids. Eerily interestingly, Tony Franciosa died of a stroke just five days after Shelley. Shelley married her fourth husband, longtime partner Jerry DeFord, 30 years her junior, 10 hours before her death on January 14, 2006. Shelley's daughter Vittoria opposed the deathbed marriage to DeFord, who had a criminal record for drugs and theft. Vittoria, a respected physician of internal medicine then and now, understandably didn't want her mother's fortune, reportedly valued at $10 million, going to DeFord. I can't find any more recent updates, but as of Shelley's 2006 passing, Vittoria was fighting DeFord to retain legal rights to her mother's estate, which Vittoria managed during her mother's last years so Shelley could focus on overcoming her drug dependency. Another Shelley Winters fact, she loved to eat. As Shelley says in her second volume of memoirs, quote, I realize that most people remember events and then the food they had. I remember the food and then the event. I guess taste is a sense that also comes under the heading of sense memory, a very strong one for Shelley." Unquote. Throughout her early career, which was at least as heavily based on her blonde bombshell appearance as her acting talent, one of Shelley's greatest trials was finding the balance between her love of food and maintaining the figure her screen image depended on. Shelley recalls being relegated to the gourmet diet lunch section of the commissary during her years at MGM, and being told to go practice dieting from studio heads like Harry Cohen. She was even required to lose weight before signing her first film contract with Cohen at Columbia Pictures. As a character actress in the second half of her career, Shelley could be more relaxed about her figure and welcome the relief after so many years of constant dieting. Always admirably comfortable with herself in her later years, Shelley recounts, with a quite tongue-in-cheek air, the parting words of Jean-Louis, the famous costume and fashion designer, when Shelley left Columbia Pictures. Quote, With his charming French accent, Jean-Louis told me to remember Sarah Bernhardt's advice to all young actresses. Keep your figure! 
I don't think I heard him clearly, damn it. Unquote. Shelley's favorite meal, her way of celebrating the good times, and her standard tranquilizer during the hard times was tuna fish sandwiches and chocolate milk. Sounds interesting. Certainly, it's a slightly eccentric combo that is somehow perfectly Shelly. Be sure to check out my website, macronsandmimi.com, later this month for my Shelly Winters-inspired milkshake recipe. Here's a particularly fun Shelly Winters fact. She was roommates with Marilyn. According to Shelly, for a brief time at the start of her Hollywood career, she was roommates with another struggling starlet, none other than Marilyn Monroe. It's important to note that, other than Shelley's words, I can't find any solid evidence that supports her claims. But, with the exception of one or two Marilyn anecdotes that don't ring true, I'll go into details on all that next week, Shelley's stories and insights on Marilyn seem accurate. Photos of the two stars in later years, particularly at the 1960 Golden Globes, where Marilyn and Shelley are all smiles as they greet each other, and Marilyn even takes Shelley's cheek quite tenderly, suggest a deep friendship with perhaps a long history. On David Letterman in 1989, Shelley says that she and Marilyn were roommates for, quote, about a year on and off, unquote until Shelley became serious with soon-to-be second husband, Vittorio Gassman. During this year, the two blonde starlets had a blast furnishing their new place, playing the field, consoling each other through disappointing relationships and career turns, sharing clothes, the two even split the cost of a mink coat, and dreaming of becoming Oscar-winning actresses who also enjoyed happy family lives. According to Shelley in 1987's Marilyn Monroe, Beyond the Legend, quote, It wasn't sad when we began to get good roles. It was a wonderful thing. We had fun. All this stuff about Marilyn being doomed and having a miserable life is totally untrue. It was exciting and wonderful. Unquote. And my last Shelley Winters fact today, she wasn't afraid to ditch the glamour and won two Oscars as a result. Shelley Winters was always ambivalent about her blonde bombshell image. Though young Shirley Shrift desired to be considered beautiful, as a movie star, Shelley Winters was smart. She knew that looks alone would not guarantee her career longevity. And artistically, Shelley wasn't fulfilled with the simple roles Universal quite routinely gave her during her years under contract at the studio. Blonde bombshell Shelley made a bold career move when she petitioned for, and won, the unglamorous role of factory worker Alice Tripp in 1951's A Place in the Sun. The move was indicative of the career risks Shelley was willing to make, and her reward was a Best Supporting Actress nomination. Shelley further cemented her growing reputation as a talented actress when she accepted the role of Mrs. Van Don in 1959's The Diary of Anne Frank. For the matronly role, director George Stevens asked Shelley to gain 25 pounds. Shelley was still in her late 30s at the time and still playing sensual women on screen, but she accepted the role and gained the weight. This time, Shelley's willingness to break from the bombshell image resulted in an Oscar for 1960's Best Supporting Actress. Experimenting with unglamorous roles early in her career 
helped Shelley transition into a respected character actress. And as a character actress, Shelley found success on Broadway in such acclaimed plays as A Hat Full of Rain, The Night of the Iguana, and even won a second Best Supporting Actress Oscar for 1965's A Patch of Blue. Undoubtedly, Shelley's willingness to take risks and ditch the glamour contributed to her six-decade-long career. And that's my introduction to our November star of the month, Shelley Winters. For delicious recipes and all things classic Hollywood, visit my website, macronsandmimi.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And join me next week on Vanguard of Hollywood as I review one of Shelley's first blonde bombshell roles that also demonstrated her dramatic skills, 1947's A Double Life. <laughs>